This is the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup presented to you by High Five Tom and in conjunction with VFTR 2.0, all part of the amazing family of... Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. All right, what up, High Flyers? What up, High Fivers? Your boy, High Five Tom. Uh, and if you're familiar with uh, the other podcasts, I do. We've got a familiar guest on here. Uh, my very good friend, Mr. Ethan, Ethan Matthews here. Ethan and I uh, did an awesome review of Death of Smoochie. Definitely one of those movies that definitely turned on me as we talked on the podcast. I hated it at first, but uh, the more and more I watched it and chopping up with Ian, Ethan here, uh, maybe appreciate it a little bit more. But I've got my good friend, like I said, the marvelous one. Mr. Ethan Matthews. How are we doing, brother? Good, my friend. How are you? So the the pelvic thrust or sorcerer, what else we got here? Oh, I mean, I, so it's a long list. Let's see here. I, I've been the pelvic sorcerer, the Midwest Miracle Man, the Wisconsin Wet Dream, the Sultan of Sexuality, the Mountain, ah, the Mountain. Am I, am I the, the Mountain? Mountain, Jesus, melting mountain. I hope these mountains melt. Yeah, good to the last drop. Yes, marvelous yes. Ethan Matthews. So, uh, definitely one of my favorite human beings here in uh, the local scene, and uh, definitely one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, wow. Ethan and I've been talking about doing this for a while. Sorry, I took so long. Uh, yeah, I just suck at life sometimes. So, I'm glad well, to have you on, though, my friend. Life gets busy. We all have the you know things going on, and. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad to be back and chat it up real quick here, you know? Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. So, um, well, we're going to start here at the end. Um, like we were talking about a little bit in pre-production, and I will definitely put this over. I'll talk to Jerry next week, but you've got a big match coming up here, uh, coming up on uh, March 31st. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is your first ICW world title shot, correct? Oh, man. Um... I think as far as uh, actual singles competition, probably. I mean, for the world title, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And as far as you know, actual you know, an actual singles match, I think. I, I do believe so. Yes, I, I do believe that this is the the first shot that I've gotten at the uh, ICW World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, it's been a it's been an up and down road for you. Uh, you kind of split off. Um, from the Drake dynasty, um, and Dukes kind of came in and out, and then you're with Val, and then away from Val, and then uh, you and Gunner had a great series, uh, but now you're back with uh, STD. I mean, uh, Bobby Stud Stable. Sorry. I mean, I, I think that I've been a part of of damn near every every heel group that's formed up. Uh, within icw i was not in drake's dynasty I, I think that's like the one oh okay one of the few that i was never a part of it was you know obviously like you know that dude in the luxurious ones fell into the rose dynasty off of that uh and you know before any of that you know i, I was in goddamn uh chucky smooth's yeah army that's that's where I was cutting my teeth when I broke into ICW with a uh, good old Chuck Smooth. Yeah, with uh, with the Michael Jackson gimmick. 
Yes, yes, yes. Uh, That's way back. Uh, Ethan Jackson, or uh, I think the uh, the the idea was like Ethan Jackson or some. Uh, it, it was a long time ago. I tell you what. Yeah, because I mean that's that was my, I mean, yeah, that was my introduction to you because I was just getting starting at ICW, and I think See? yeah, because you were start what yeah like early 2019, late 2018, right? <sighs> yeah. Your guess is as good as mine. That's all yeah, accurate. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah that that was a uh, that was something. I I mean that was definitely one of the things that the the pandemic kind of took away because you guys were starting to get some steam, you know. And Chucky, I mean that 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 dude's a fucking heat magnet, you know. I think. Uh, no, I, I realistically, I think like that was a, a short lived little experiment we had. Uh, Good old luxurious ones, myself, Mac, uh, myself, Mav, Boone, and Baxter together pre-pandemic. Yeah, remember, I, I want to say that my last match before the pandemic was luxurious ones against Country Air, and then the yeah. first one back was luxurious ones Man versus Country Air. Air so, um, yeah, because I, mean, I, mean, I haven't wrestled Country Air in like it feels like fucking a year at least since I wrestled either. You know. The combination, especially, but yeah. Well, um, that's a good segue here because uh, the reason you have said title match is you la- outlasted twenty nine other ICW uh, superstars. Uh, the last being last one. <laughs> uh, the last one being the outlaw Zach Hendricks of Country Air. Um, yeah, and you know what? You know, your, your boy was just, you know, one step quicker. I had all the strategy that I needed in place to, you know, make sure that, you know, BC Holdings and uh, what, what even is the name of the, it? It's B, Baby Cousin <laughs> Holdings and Management, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who, who the fuck, you know? We're not Bobby Stud Stable. Yeah. We don't have any horses. <laughs> we don't have we don't have big fancy fences. We are a holding and management company. I like that. God damn it. That's a good way. That's that's a good way to put it. Um but obviously you don't just wrestle ICW. Um now I, I do I should have probably done my research and like a good uh broadcast journalist, which I am definitely not. This is more of a conversation. But you are currently the, the Bruce City Wrestling Heritage Champion, correct? Sure am, pal. Yep. Nice. And, like, I'm not even an asshole over there. Whoa. Really? I know, right? Yeah, a little... It's that, that fresh Waukesha air, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it makes me much more of a uh, relatable individual, I guess. Yeah. Now, are you solo over there? or is Because uh, Mav's not back. Or is Mav back? Uh, Mav wrestled Baxter at Rise to Honor. And okay. uh, I think that was... I think that was it. Yeah, I think I don't. I don't believe Mav is back. Okay. Yeah, it's funny because Baxter actually lives like four blocks away from me, so that was. You should egg his house. What's that? You should egg his house. You know, I mean, for for the right money, I've been known to do these kind of things. It may have been twenty five well, years ago, but. And you know, the the real thing about it is, at this point, you know, with this economy, egging somebody's house is kind of the power move, man. Like eggs are fucking expensive right now. <laughs> Good point. When you're paying seven dollars for a dozen of regular eggs, it's outrageous, brother. Like, 
I, I'll tend to get like the the two dozen number, and you save a little bit, but not enough. Like, yeah, that's a good point. I never thought of that. So, yeah, yeah so really, yeah. If you want to like just like flex on somebody, yeah, go make their house. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny because uh, yeah, the first time I was gonna go egging, I uh, when I my parents split up, I uh, I moved to a different school, but I came back to my school for a dance. Then they figured sure. out I didn't go to school there anymore, so they kicked me out. So I went to the store, and uh, yeah, I uh, bought some eggs, but I didn't have money, so I was trying to shop off the magazine. I was gonna go back oh, and no. and uh, I was gonna go back and egg the school, but then I got my first shoplifting ticket. So, oh no! Oh yeah. no! So over a magazine and some eggs, huh? Yep. So. That's remember where, when yeah, that's like where 98 cents? I remember when I ate a dozen eggs was like 98 cents. I tell you what, that was it sounded like an old timer here. I'm only in the fucking early 30s, but I tell you what, I remember 30 cent <laughs> eggs and it was awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, you were just talking about you were just in showtime, but you've been all over the place the past couple months. So um, but listen, I don't even really kind of know your like, you know, I hate to ask the tacky questions, but um, where did you start your wrestling career? The tacky questions. Um, so I'm from you know the Bay Area, you know. So I when <laughs> I say the Bay Area, I mean the Green Bay, not the one yeah. out there in California. The irony on that statement is not lost on me. So when you started doing the Bay Area thing, I was like, that's ah, my boy. Yeah. Fun little things. Um and you know, I, I grew up watching wrestling, right? As so many of yeah. us did. You know, I had a passion for it. You know, in my early adolescence, I'd fallen out of that and shit. And then, you know, fast forward, hell, like my, my early 20s, I'm working with this dude that would do stagehand work when, you know, WWE and like the big shows would come to uh, the Rush Center here in Green Bay. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, he was a huge wrestling fan when you know talk of hey, you know, you gotta you gotta watch Raw, you know, it's it's awesome, you know. Yeah, okay, okay, all right, you know. Blew him off for you know weeks at a time. Now around the same time I had been playing flat track roller derby for about five years here in the Green Bay area. Wow. Um Given the nature of that sport, there's there's no money in it. Nobody, you know, it's, it's a passion project. You know, much more yeah. of a very very intense involved hobby than than anything that you're gonna make a dime doing. You know, you're paying in to actually you know, right. pay the sport. And you know, due to lack of interest and just the inability to you know try to like build up and you know gain more guys, we disbanded as a team. Man, like you know, early early twenties at this point, I've been playing sports my entire life. Had been entertaining since I was held fourteen years old. I was playing in bands, you know, mm. and I was like, man, like I gotta, like, wait, you know, what's what's the next step? You know, what do what do I do next? And Cujo, uh, Wisconsin wrestling. Legend, as it were, right? I mean, like, you know, yeah. he's, he's on local wrestling television back when local wrestling television was the thing. That's super badass, right? Like, <laughs> super badass. Like, just to, yeah. like, think about, like, what that time was. Um, 
know, Cujo, uh, his wife, uh, Tan Ann, skates with my girlfriend. And so, you know, we'd be at the games together, you know, knocking back a few drinks and, you know, yeah, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about training. I, think, I don't know. I, I think I could do it, man. I think I could do it. But I would, you know, drag my feet, you know, week at, you know, and then, you know, month after month. And, uh, you know, eventually, you know, it gets to the point where, you know, fucking another drunken night. Well, you know, if you're, if you're still fucking thinking about doing it, you know, Swaggle's got a camp open, you know, he's starting a new class in a couple of weeks here, you know, message the page and, you know, get the skivvy on it. And I, I must have been drunk enough that night to decide, you know what, fuck it, I can be a wrestler. <laughs> and the rest is kind of history. I, I remember, you know, because of that coworker that I had mentioned, you know, previously, you know, I got watching the Raws a little bit. This would have been 2015. I caught the the Cena versus Seth Rollins feud. Okay. Where you know going into that SummerSlam where uh, Seth Rollins had both titles and shit, and that was awesome. Uh, it's where fucking John Cena gets his nose broken and it's just fucking obliterated. Yeah. And like that was like one of the, like that was like the second episode I watched. The next episode I watched it was the next week. Well, Seth Rollins comes out wearing the "You Can't See Me" never shuts up T-shirt. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker, man, like that, like real shit. Like as far as you know, wrestling within your last ten years, that's the angle that got this guy hook, line, and sinker. Nice. Like, I, I realistically would attribute. Me wrestling now in 2023 to uh, yeah 2015 Seth Rollins breaking John Cena's nose. <laughs> yeah, and and ironically, obviously, you know Seth Rollins being an Iowa guy and and having another school, and I mean, I'm sure you've probably wrestled your fair share of Black and Brave students, so obviously he's giving back to the to the scene up here too, so which is awesome. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't know that at the time, but yeah, that's fucking awesome. I don't I don't interact with too many of his students all that often, but for my sake, perfection's top tier. Yeah. Mm-hmm-hmm. So uh you call you uh you message Swaggle and everything just uh well actually let's let's back well, I messaged the ACW page. I think you know I you know I certainly wasn't messaging Swaggo directly like hey uh Kujo's in this message you won't wrestle it. Right. Um, so actually we'll go way, way back here. So I know we, we've talked a little bit, but, um, I forgot this. So you were in bands when you're a younger kid then, huh? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I think, uh, in like the eighth grade through like senior year plus of high school, probably. Now were you a lead singer or bass player or guitar player? Or? I played some guitars and I, and I sang some. Yeah, I, I can I can totally tell this. I mean, now that you mentioned it, you definitely kind of have that that charismatic, you know, musician style, if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, um, I mean, it makes some sense, I suppose. Yeah, but then and then uh you're playing you're playing sports in high school then too? Uh so I hell, let's see here. I grew up on skates, you know, I learned how to ice skate probably at, you know, four or five years old. You know, because, you know, we were a hockey family. And, 
I had a real bad habit of, you know, like ducking my head, you know, going into the corners and shit. I, I, I'd be chasing the puck and, you know, I wouldn't be looking around me and I'd just get fucking rocked playing hockey. I quit playing hockey pretty young, fortunately. And then, uh, you know, I played football. You know, I started playing full contact football fifth grade. Wow. And I remember, like, I, it's it's a fun fun story that my dad used to always tell and an excuse he used to always use was uh you know we we were raised lutheran and you know we had this whole deal you know like my brother's uh my eldest brother is seven years older my uh middle brother is three years older than i am and our you know my first brother had gone through the LOA Buccaneers football program. It was hmm. at the time a shit show. He like my brother was fucking six foot and around, you know, three hundred pounds ish in the eighth grade and he was sitting on the bench. Um wow. didn't make didn't make sense for, you know, a middle school football team to have a specimen like that just sitting on the bench. I don't know that he was that big, but like, he was a big boy. Maybe not exact, you know, big fish stories with Ethan Matthews. Um <laughs> <laughs> but uh regardless you know after that you know my my middle brother Dylan and myself then went and we 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 played local football at St. Philip's which was a, a Catholic middle school you know in in the neighborhood in East Green Bay um and you know essentially you know what it boiled down to was then like when my brother was you know going through and in the process of getting confirmed like no, we had more important, you know, it was more important to go and, you know, make football practice and make hockey games than it was to go to Sunday school and go to Wednesday church yeah. to you know, your confirmation things. So, I mean, we always make the joke that, you know, I, I was raised Lutheran, but I got my Catholic education of football. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that being said, like the, that, that, like, you know, I cannot put over youth sports enough uh, youth hockey, God bless any parent that puts their child through youth hockey. Oh my fucking lord! Not cheap, not cheap at all. Oh my god, man! Like, look, like for my parents to have put three kids to, I'm like, what? like hmm. and then I, I largely attribute the St. Phillips football program realistically with me becoming the man that I am today, and that's middle school football. Jeez, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, middle school football, but, like, looking back, had that big of an effect on me. Um, and it was such a good program that there, at some point, the school closed. They kept the football program. Okay. Kind of the situation. All right. Um... Still is running today. I don't know how how tightly affiliated they are with the church. Um, again, like you know, it was never it was never like that like that when I was there. It was ne- you know you never like felt like you were having Catholicism pushed on you or anything like that. Not that I would have listened to it, but like you know, it was never a thing. Like, it was never an issue like that. It was just the best football program on the east side of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh shit! Huh? Okay. So yeah, so basically, you just transitioned from hockey to football, then basically. Well, so I mean, I played, you know, obviously, I both. 
flag football. Yeah, I played flag football and stuff like that when I was a youth youth. But you know, I was on skates. You know, immediately. You know, basically it seemed. And then you know, played the football. I played football. How through sophomore year of high school. Okay. And then made the mistake of getting a job and being interested in girls and wanting to do the music thing. And so I stopped playing football. Um, the year that I quit playing football, uh, 1995 defensive player of the year, Bryce Pop started coaching football at my school, but I, I was done playing football. Yeah. Yeah. Now, 95 yeah. defensive player of the year, Bryce Paul. Not bad. Yeah, I know, right? Like, not not bad. Um, so was the hockey through school, or do you guys have county teams up there? Or how's that? Because because by us, listen, I grew up in Slingers, which I'm sure you know it's right down forty one yeah. from you. Um, but we didn't have hockey in school or anything. There was like a county team through West Bend, but that was all we had. So, I know we were pretty young at that point, but so when I was growing up, it's changed now. Um, but when I was growing up, like, especially like, you know, like directly in the area, you had, you know, the Ashwaubenon circle and then you had the De Pere shit. Yeah. But it was, you know, pretty, like, trying to, like, understand. Like, I, don't, I guess it wasn't necessarily, was it considered Ashwaubenon? I don't even know. It was all under the umbrella of Jibaha, Green Bay Area Youth Hockey Organization. <laughs> okay. That, yeah, that answers that question. So, um, Marker association, not organization. Sorry, I gotta get those. Uh, what, what, not across six alliteration or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah, did you keep playing hockey like you know, like with friends and anything like roller hockey or anything after that? Or, uh, so I, I kept on like inlines and shit, but I didn't necessarily like play like hockey. I was friends with like kids that skateboarded and shit, and I was never right. coordinated. I was never coordinated enough to uh you know skateboard with them but i was could skate like a banshee so i you know yeah on some rollerblades and fruit booted yeah i mean yeah kids up in your neck of the woods are pretty much born packer fans and born with skate on their feet so i, I think so I, you'd be surprised at, like how many kids can't skate though man you'd be real surprised yeah, I was more of a, I was more of a, I did a little bit of cross country skiing when I was a kid, but I was a soccer kid. That was, that was my thing. So, but too then, much what's that? Too much running. Yeah. The, 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 the field of play, I think that, I think that I could be entertained by like indoor soccer because it's a, a smaller pitch. Yeah. It's but, a fast yeah, like, pace. For, for my taste, like it's just, too much running and just such an open space. I think that I would, yeah, I, I could see like trying to watch indoor soccer, but I don't know that I could watch a a whole soccer match. It's just there's not enough scoring for my taste either. Yeah, granted, I love hockey, but it's a different premise, I guess. I don't know, so similar but a different premise. Yeah, I mean, yeah, soccer was a lot of fun and it was cheaper, but it was it was just as the soccer boom was just starting for esports. Sure, uh, I mean, like soccer is such an accessible sport, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and then yeah, I mean, I played baseball, but my eyes were shit, so um, but I could run like a motherfucker because I, well, I played soccer, but yeah, I played a little bit of football, basketball, but yeah, like you said, you know, I mean, puberty hits in, your priorities change. Yeah, 
I was, I was a bass player for a while, so that was definitely, you know, kind of more my thing. So, um, what was your first band? Oh man, my first band was, uh, first, first band was the, the Spiffs in the eighth grade, uh, at Lombardi middle school. It was myself, uh, on guitar, uh, Jordan Shive on drums, Tyler Kratz on uh on bass guitar, and uh Max Wyckoff singing and uh playing some playing some guitars. Uh Max Wyckoff still plays music and is like the only person of the three that I just mentioned that is I have any idea that you know what they really do at all. I think that Jordan Shive's in North Dakota, but yeah, Max Wyckoff. Still plays music. Uh, I think that he just wrapped up his latest adventure with uh, this group called Brat Sounds. Hmm. Yeah. Milwaukee area. So yeah, anyone that... I, I guess I, I... Unfortunately, I think that they're done uh, as far as, you know, as far as what I've, you know, caught up on on the on the book phase. I think they're done as a band, I think, but Spotify, you know, you Spotify some, some Brat Sounds. Yeah. Um, so you're not, you don't play anymore, huh? Nah, dude, no, not at all. The the most that you're getting out of me is if you're uh, sitting in, with me in the car on the way to a show, <laughs> or if, uh, I happen to be in that kind of a mood, setting up for a show. Yeah, and then we just like start like singing like some Sublime songs, acapella. Have you ever thought about getting back into it at all, or at least buying a guitar and just you know start riffing on it at all? I've got guitars laying around the house, um, okay. and they don't get played. And <laughs> I, yeah, it's weird, man. It, it's weird because I think, so. Yeah, I, I guess for me, like when I played, and you know, was was doing shit. Like I was very aggressive in my approach in it that. I would get a band to get like, you know, once I like hit, hit high school age, I would get a band together and yeah. Give me a month. Like we're playing shows. Nice. Like that was, was all right. Yeah. Sorry. Guys. All right. Yeah. We're all together. Uh, we've got two songs or so together now at this point, maybe. Uh, yeah. Just so you know, we got a lot of work to do. We're fucking, you know, got this show booked out at this roller rink in fucking three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so so many of these Eagles Club in Green Bay shows, and at the time we were blessed with a, a real nice garage. Uh, thanks, Laura Kinesis' mom, hmm. for letting us have shows in her garage. We called it Spackle, or they called it Spackle. Nice. And then the the real like, those were just free, you know, party shows. But like the real blessing was uh, Wheels in Motion. Off of like dope in Green Bay, and it was like you know this roller rink, and the dude that ran it was so straight with us, man. Like you know he was giving these kids, you know fifty fifty on the gate, brother. Like wow, so like being you know being like a freshman in high school and like getting handed you know a hundred bucks to fucking split between your band. What the fuck, man? Like 
Wow. Never, you know what I mean? Like, we had never considered that being a possibility back then. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it was a real thing. Yeah. I forget that. I, what was it Pat? I can't remember what his name was, but I tell you, he, he was an angel for a lot of little, you know, a lot of young kids, you know, trying to, trying to do some things. That's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I don't do regret a lot, but, uh, Unfortunately, well, yeah, I played for bass pretty solid for three years. I was in a bunch of bands. I was all over the place. I was playing death metal bands, hardcore bands, punk bands, fucking polka bands. But then uh, once again, I got caught stealing something else, and then my mom took my bass guitar away. So um, yeah, I've always wanted to get back into it, so that's something I would like to do one of these days. So I, I bought a skateboard last year, so I've been trying to do that, kind of getting more speak of skating, which is actually really good fucking exercise. Oh, um, no doubt. Yeah. Especially picking your ass back up off the ground. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so the bass guitar is next. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not going through a midlife crisis. I went through it like 12 years ago. So, it's so something I like to get back into. So, I mean, maybe someday you'll just pick up guitar and start rock and rolling. So, all right. So, let's start. Let's start a psychedelic noise doom rap band. Okay. Yeah, and and so it, it'll work good because it'll be like all of our songs are chopped and screwed. Only we won't have to do any of the chopping and screwing in post production. Right. It'll just be like lively chopped and screwed. Right. Yeah, because I, I just I never got a chance to. I always wanted to sue like just get on stage and do one song one of these days. Um, we did play it for like uh. Like in freshman year, we did a lip sync contest for our homecoming like free thing, but that's as far as we got. So, yeah. So, yeah, because yeah, I always like performing. I know it's gonna sound kind of weird, but uh, you know that's why I mean, because I bartended off and on for twenty years, and sure. the best part about bartending was really just not just pouring drinks, just entertaining people. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like there's there's something about being a host. Yeah, right? like you know, like welcoming, like you know, like that, like. When you are able to feel successful, making people feel welcome, and, you know, it's one of those things that like you realize like isn't always the easiest to do in some situations. And so when yeah. you like know that you're good at it, it's a fulfilling feeling. I feel. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Like you're entertaining people. You know, yeah, you're getting people drunk, but I mean, you know, I, I think that's why people host parties and stuff, right? Yeah. And ultimately, it's probably why people ultimately like you know book any live event. That's probably why we have bookers in the world, yeah, because they have that same feeling. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. If you start playing guitar again, just let me know, and maybe I'll get my bass guitar, and we'll uh, we'll throw some shit together. You know, that'd be kind of interesting. So, um, but I want to hear about your trans. So, you, I mean, obviously, you know, you hit puberty. Football's kind of on the outs. You're playing the band. I'd start in roller derby then. So I was hell, like just like on the crack at 20. And you know, I was working and this gal that I was working with was friends with this, you know, woman that skated on the girls team. And it was like, you know, she went to one of the games and said, like, oh man, like. Ethan would be great for this. Ethan would love this. And so similarly to the wrestling, I grew up watching Roller Jam, brother. Hmm. 
you know, is on, you know, either before or after wrestling, whatever, and, you know, on whatever yeah. night. And I fucking loved it because it was professional wrestling on roller skates. Yeah. It was great. Um, The modern adaptation is much different than uh, those, those classic adaptations I, I quickly found out. But it was still a fantastic time. Um, and so, you know, I, you know, heard, heard about the team, you know, heard that, you know, they were starting a men's team and so, all right, well, find the Facebook page or, you know, whatever the deal was and got in touch with the guy. I got in a random car with people that I had never met before. Yeah. Uh, made the made the trip down to Appleton to the Skater's Edge mm. down there in Appleton, Wisconsin. And yeah, spent more time that night on, you know, your traditional roller skate than I had in my entire life, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, just like the the normalcy and you know what I was used to, I was playing my first game. I think we played like six months later, maybe tops. Wow. Yeah, that's a. I don't have a lot of rules in life, but uh, one of my rules if uh, if I'm in a bar and I'm in a bar with either a rugby player or a roller derby player, their drink is first drink is always on me. Those are some crazy tough sons of bitches. I mean, like it's it's so interesting how the sports evolved. Because you know, back when I played, there was very little strategy, especially in the men's game. We just wanted to hit each other. And you look at the game now, and there's just such ungodly amounts of strategy that go into it. And you know, they they want to be treated seriously. They they ideally want to make it into the Olympics. But you know, there I, I wish that. That there was more outlaw mud show roller derby in the world. Yeah. What the world needs is outlaw mud show roller derby. Um, yeah, I, I'm of the personal belief that, you know, the, you know, it, it's no different than having any kind of, you know, too big of a government. You know, there's a large governing body over it and, it, it's kind of just a disaster, in my opinion. Imagine if there was a large governing body over every independent wrestling promotion in the country, or in the world, for that matter. That would not be ideal. That's what there is for Derby. No, that sucks. Yeah, you know, if you want to like have your games count, kind of the thing, like they're, and it's a you know global fucking league with yeah. hundreds of charters. Anyway. Tom, you're not gonna be able to use half of this material. You know that, right? Like, yeah, whatever. You know, you got me mumbling. You got me rambling. That's you know. Well, I mean, that's the whole point, man. It's just you. It's just like me and you. You know, we're on a car ride, just shooting shit. So, yeah, this is this is really just uh, yeah, the experience of what what knowing Ethan Matthews is, I guess. I mean, well, yeah, it's. I mean, it's you know, that's what it is. So, you know, right. me, I'm not. Yeah. I mean. Look at me, I got half a fucking mohawk and a fucking goatee. I mean, I'm not what you call Mr. Professional. So you're, you're looking good. I mean, the, the people yeah. can't see it at home, but... No, yeah. 
Yeah, I got I went with the Mohawk back again, so I had to car up. So goatee's going away on Thursday though, because all, right. all of it. You're going yeah. fucking clean shave. Yep. So I'm actually going in for my first. I've never had a straight razor shave before. So Ooh, no I think that they're really nice. I've known yeah. some people that swore by them, but I've never done it. I don't grow facial hair like that, so yeah. that mustache you got to fucking rules. Thank you, thank you. I uh, it's like all the more that I can really grow good. So uh, thanks, Dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's an there's an old school barber shop by my dad. I take my dad out for breakfast every other week, and yeah, I'm like, fuck it, so I'll I'll try it. So I've never tried it, so. Yeah, well, my my uh my third second job with the Brewers were with the public, so they don't say you have to shave, but and I just get fucking lazy. I mean, it starts getting sloppy. So the wife's upset; she loves the beard, but yeah, like the thing is, like you've got like that that perfect fucking gradient going. Again, yeah, I it's weird. People, I wish the people at home could see it because it's it's yeah. really fucking good. Well, thanks, like, man. People pay extra money for that shit. You know what I mean? Like, people will go to the fucking goddamn market and get the goddamn just for men to get the fucking, like, splash of fucking dark skis over the mustache just right, and then, like, they'll fucking, like, wash it and wash it and fucking brush it. Again, like, if the people at home could see this, I'm I'm brushing brushing <laughs> my mustache with my fingertip here to simulate trying to rub that shit in. And yeah, I, you know. Gradient skis. You, got, you need I, the gradient skis, and Tom's got it. Yeah, I just, you know, I just wake up in the morning, so that, that's all I do, so. Man, fucking roller derby, though. Yeah. Maybe that's what, you know, old man strength can manifest itself as, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm thankful there's, it's it's all my grays right here. I mean, you get some spots in the beard and stuff like that, but not on, not on well, top of you. got a good head of hair, too, you know what I mean? Like, that says a lot. Yeah. Well, there is I, I mean... I, I live a pretty stress-free life. I mean, life's too short to stress out about it, so. It's a genetics thing, I think, man. Cause I, I went to my high school, you know, my 10-year high school reunion, uh, high school mm-hmm. reunion, and I was very, very shocked at the hairlines, man. You Isn't know, that young still? What's that? Even that young? At 28? Yeah, bro. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> that's why that's why they were so shocking yeah. <laughs> it, what, what do they say you get it from your mom's dad is that what they say i've got no idea um yeah i mean yeah my mom's dad died 52 so i don't know yeah yeah well i appreciate the compliments ethan i it does that does mean a lot so you know, no, it, it's I could never have that fullness or that length. It would never happen for me. Yeah, I uh, just I just got rid of the beard part, and I do like the goatee part. So, so I think listen, the more I shave during the summer, I think the better it comes in during the winter. I I don't know. So, um, no, I'm like uh, I'm like Joe Dirt. No, I, I don't shave; it just grows in all white trash. You like that? You see? Oh, Joe Dirt. So I've never seen that whole movie. So. You've never seen all of Joe Dirt? No. Oh, dude. We need to. We, okay, so yeah, episode three with Ethan Matthews. We'll do the uh, the full synopsis on Joe Dirt. Uh, on fucking Joe Dirt. Oh my god. Uh, can, actually, can we not like? And uh, it came out of my mouth, and uh, distance doesn't. We can do it. 
It's up to you. I mean, I'm, I'm down for whatever. I'd prefer to do a, a total career synopsis on the 10 films of Chris Farley, but. He doesn't have he said 10 films? Only 10. Yeah, he was only ever in 10. And that's like including, uh, it's including Wayne's World, Wayne's World 2, uh, Billy Madison, um, yeah. Dirty Work. So it's including like you know his like little cameo type work, but he's only in movies, dude. Tommy Boy is the shit. Tommy Boy is so good. I saw yeah, that in the movie theater. I was very, very fortunate because it was one of those times. Um, spoiler alert: if you never saw a Tommy Boy, tune off for the next ten seconds. But when uh, they hit that deer and they stick the deer in the car, and the deer wakes up in the movie theater, everyone yeah. lost their goddamn shit. It was hilarious. You saw that in the theater. Yeah. Oh, bro. Oh my god, I couldn't imagine, dude. Yeah, it was one. It was definitely one of those moments. It was like it was right up there when I, I saw. Have you ever seen the movie Seven with Brad Pitt? Yes. So you know the scene where uh, the guy with uh, that's all you know on the bed and everything. Uh, he's been yeah. yeah in the movie theater for that when that dude comes alive. Oh my god, I, I swear people left like jumped out of their seats. It was. I love going to the movie theater, man. So, fuck. I remember seeing Kill Bill, the first one in the theater, and nice. it was like one of it was either like opening night or one of the first days, right? And there's very few people in the in the theater, and then it gets into the uh, the anime scene, right? And like you know, it gets like into the anime scene, into the anime scene, and like the majority of the people that were there just fucking. Like, there was maybe five people in the theater, including myself and my brother. Three of them, I think the other three fucking left. It might have just been, the, you know, the two of us after that. It was... That's I awesome. love those movies. Yeah. So, I guess uh, Tarantino's last movie's coming out. It's called The Movie Critic or something like that, so... I heard that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is really disappointing to me, because back on the Kill Bill topic, you know, there's supposed to be a third one of those movies. Really? Yeah, bro. Uh, so when uh, oh man, who who's the uh, the chick with the with the little girl that she kills in the first movie that like? Oh, um, Black Mamba. Well, she, uh, Uma Thurman is the Black Mamba. Who plays the? No, Uma Thurman was uh. No, Uma Thurman is Black Mamba, the bride. That's what her fucking Seven Deadly Snakes or whatever the fucking faction's name is. That's what her codename is. She's the Black Mamba. And the black chick is all fucking salty that she's not the Black Mamba. Oh, you're right. (laughs) You're right. She's salty because obvious reasons. Right. Um, Yeah. Yes. Who the fuck plays her? Is that fucking... That's not Vivica, is it? It might be Vivica Fox. I haven't seen the film in too long. I, I think it's Vivica, isn't it? I think I so. Phone, but I'm talking to you on it. Yeah. I, so I, is her daughter supposed to want to get revenge? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. I still haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Have you seen that? No. No, I have not. That's the only one I'm missing, so... Well, fuck, let's see. So it's Jackie Brown, Pulp Fiction. Reservoir Dogs. Jackie Brown, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. 
Um, Dust Till Dawn. Uh, I don't know if those count. Grindhouse counts, but I don't think Dust Till Dawn. So I think that was a Robert Rodriguez movie. He was just oh, you're right. Yeah, that was Rodriguez. You're right. Um, and I think Kill Bill one and two count as one. No, that's two, right? I think they count as one. Well, I mean, at least Quentin Tarantino counts as one, and that's his list. So then there's oh, a you know Jackie Brown's a really underrated movie, by the way. Yeah, Jackie Brown's good as fuck. I mean, yeah. it's coming off the heels of Pulp Fiction, which obviously just changed the game. But so, so for you, it's Pulp Fiction as far as his films. You like the Pulp Fiction the most? Yeah, I mean, I think it was just such an important because I mean, I, I was another. I saw that in the movie theater. I mean, I was seventeen when that came out, and it was really my first like. How do I? I mean, it's, it wasn't an underground movie, but it was definitely kind of an underground movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not, it's certainly a film that's not big budget in it, how how it's produced so much as the actors. You know, he always just put the money on the actors. Especially yeah, my, the- uh, my, one of my boss, I used to work at this place called the Slinger Inn as a short order cook after, well, after I got arrested one time. Name? Um, so a good name for an establishment, Slinger yeah. Inn. Yeah. They still they still open? No, close ninety eight or so, ninety ninety nine. It's been a couple different restaurants in that building ever since. Uh, but oh, yeah, yeah probably the the Slinger House now. Yeah, actually, it's funny there is a Slinger House. That's a different. Actually, no, I think that just closed down. I don't get oh, out the there. Slinger but... House closed down because I tell you, what, I, I fucking stopped at. I, I believe that I had stopped at the Slinger House. Yeah, last summer for uh, a random. A random luncheon between shows. That's a good. Mar- yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a good stopping point. I mean, yeah, you're going right down there, one down one seventy five. So, coming off forty one. So, delicious little patty melt. I tell you what, still remember it to this day, and I've talked about it a few times. So, I mean, had to have been decent, right? Wow. Well, they should. They should. Probably, <laughs> they should probably sponsor this episode. So. So yeah, shout out to this business that Tom thinks might be closed. Uh, check it out. It's in Slinger. Yeah, on the corner of 175 and 144. It'd been there for fucking forever. I mean, it was there when I was a little kid, so that was 40 years ago. But, I mean, like, that, that was four years ago, right? Yeah. And when you were a little kid, four years ago? Yeah, yeah, four years ago. It's like that Elton John song. Because you're still standing. Oh, yeah. Great movie, by the way. What, the yeah. Elton John movie? I yeah. haven't seen the Elton John movie. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and actually, the Freddie Mercury movie, the first time Faith and I saw, we were actually in Peru. We watched it in Spanish. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, and my, and my my Spanish is not very good, but we still love the movie, so I had to come back and watch it in the states. But yeah, so so wow. So you've been a football player, a hockey player, a roly derby, a wrestler, a musician. You're really kind of a Renaissance friend, my, my friend. Yeah, I like to think that I've lived at least three lives and going for, you know, no fewer than seven. Yeah. So, yeah, hitting the road, making towns and everything. So, um, but yeah, so kind of to backtrack to the middle of the story, as it turns out. So, um, you email. So, it was obviously there was uh, Swago, so it was ACW. Um, but what's the name of his school again? Uh, it's the ACW Wrestling Academy. Okay. And they're separate the from the dojo. Yeah, and they're the separate from the dojo of pain, right? 
Correct, correct. Okay. Well, shit, that's actually a pretty decent haul, because I mean, that's a good hour from you, Oshkosh. Uh, 50 to 60 minutes, yeah. Yeah. Depending. Um, and I'm assuming you are on the card for uh, ACW's Water City Con coming up here in a couple weeks? Yes, sir. It's, uh, we got ourselves a four-way tag team match. It's myself and Randy Fitzsimmons, the scumdog millionaires, hmm. taking on the all-night highlight, Peter Schwanz and XTC, better known as Stash Dance Resolution. That's a very good mix, by the way. Oh, I love that team so much. And I love that name. Yeah. Oh, man. Stash has been doing it for fucking forever. What I don't love is is taking the mustache ride from XTC. <laughs> yeah. He, I, he gets really into it, and I thought like it's it's all of that dude coming down on your chest. Um, who else? Who else is in that four way? Uh, so yeah, it's um, I you know, it's us, Stash Dance, uh, the, the Baker Boys, okay, Kodiak and his younger brother Big Rig, and uh, the defending champions, world class pain, okay, Shane Hills, the trainer of the aforementioned Dojo of Pain and uh, World Class Steve Sawyer. Nice. Yeah, I haven't... Uh, I kind of keep an eye up on I, I, ECW, but I just haven't made up to... I'll, I'll be there for that show, though, for sure. Um, Alistair oh, Black... Blast. Yeah. Um, Alistair Black, Malachi Black, Tommy Ann, whatever you want to call him, um, is very high on my, my to-do list, so... Um, yeah, but let's see. Uh, then you've got. Are you wrestling for WPW this weekend? I will be in attendance. Okay. There, there's a few things going on on the card that I certainly have my eyes on. Um, okay. You know, uh, really interested in Ragnar's pick your poison match, as I'm uh, also interested in the match that he has lined up for Logan Lynch. Uh, Drew Hernandez is making his WPW debut Friday night, so that's kind of cool. Is he wrestling uh, Jaden? I thought I saw. I, I, you know, I'd have to look. Okay, I, that seems. No, 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 no. Drew Hernandez is wrestling uh, John Savage. Oh, okay. Who is uh, a a referee? You know, was. A referee that was pushed to pushed to his breaking point by Jonathan C. Kidd. Okay. Oh, that's who James wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's all falling together now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, after you send uh, so who was um obviously you know Swaggles in charge, but who's really training you guys then? Oh, so I mean, when I when I trained out of ACW. Uh, you know, Swaggle was largely uh, the, the brain, and uh, Nick Colucci is okay, the body. So, yeah. I knew that. That was a dumb question. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I love but it. It, gets, it gets it out there, and we, you know, get to talk about, you know, Nick Colucci, you know, then for a moment here, you know, so that's great. Big shout out to Nick Colucci. Big shout out to Swaggle. Thanks for everything. 
Yeah, because uh, Colucci was re- he was were talking about retiring for a while, right? But now he's on a fucking hell of a run. Well, so interestingly enough, uh, we had done the show at Midwest Gamers Con down in Milwaukee. Was that 2021? I want to say that was November of 2021. That sounds accurate. And uh, we we wrestled the match and. You know, there was one of those, you know, freak accident kind of moments, and you know, his knee buckled under him during our match. Oh. Uh essentially. Um, and so, you know, he was, you know, injured and you know, laid up, and, you know, wasn't wasn't walking good for, you know, a good handful of months. But yeah, like you said, he's on one hell of a run right now. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I took- was doing BCW for a while, but um yeah. Have you had a chance to travel out of state much yet? So I, I have in the past, uh, you know, since COVID and everything, you know, I definitely took a more centralized approach. And, you know, I've been working up to, you know, branching out more and more. But, you know, lately, uh, you know, things have been busy, busy, busy for me in Wisconsin. And good. Yeah. I, mean, I, I it's it's one of those things where you know I need to prioritize getting out more often, I feel. But at the same time, I don't want to you know necessarily take off from wrestling at any of the places that I wrestle at currently because I enjoy wrestling everywhere that I wrestle. And ultimately <laughs> this is all about having fun, right? I mean, yeah, you've been booked pretty much every weekend for uh, that I could see. Most weekends, you know, it's good to have, good to have those couple every, every now and then, you know, recharge a little bit. Yeah. Yes, I mean, obviously, there's ACW, ICW, uh, BCW, WPW, Showtime. Um, is there anything much north of you guys that you're hitting up then? Because I mean, because there's a bunch of promotions like north of Green Bay, kind of like uh, Rhinelander area. I've heard maybe. Um, not so much anymore. Yeah, cut that. <laughs> um, okay, I got you. Uh, not, yeah, not as far as like that Rhinelander type area. Um, not so much anymore. Years ago, there was a uh, an outfit that ran all the way through that Highway Eight corridor. But, okay. Uh, yeah, not not so much anymore. Um. UPW does run, you know, obviously the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Yeah. Uh, have have not made my way up that way. Uh, looks like they have a hell of a show coming up in Marquette, though. I tell you what, with what I think both centers, or do they just have Scott? I think they might have both. Wow, Marquette, that's fucking up there. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, though. I mean, oh, absolutely gorgeous country, man. Like, yeah, see this. I, I tell you, though, you go up there and it's a different world. I remember I oh, I was doing work, like contracting work up there years and years ago. And, you know, I had a house that I was cleaning out and, you know, I was running stuff at the dump. And I want to say that they opened at like, nine o'clock 
which is stupid late for a dome to open. They usually open at seven. Yeah. Um, and then they went on lunch from like maybe like just like fucking like noon to twelve thirty or noon to one or something like that. And then they were closed at two. It, it was just asinine. So I had this you know ridiculous hoarder house to get cleaned out and yes. uh yeah, I didn't have a, a dump that was open for me, even though it was two miles away, three miles away. You know, like, but it's it's a different world up there. It's absolutely gorgeous country, but uh, I, I think that the people certainly like to take their time to enjoy it. Well, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with that part of it, so. Yeah, it definitely reminds me of when I lived up in Idaho, man. So, I mean, there, there's definitely something to be said for fresh air and fresh water, so. Yes. Yes. Um, So, obviously, the first time I saw you was ICW. Um, so, I mean, who did you come down with originally? I know you were with uh, with Chucky Smooth, and what was the name of that faction again? It was the Liberal oh, Army? Chucky Smooth's Liberal Army. That was fun. It was, the, it was the liberal army. Who I forget who I was. I think what was it? It was me, Sean Priest. Yeah, I think Priest was in it. Devin Monroe was in it. Oh jeez, right. Um, right that name. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick that name up that I dropped. <laughs> I haven't seen that again. Years, years, and years and years. Um, and then there, there was this angel kid. Oh, I can't remember his name. It was a very, very short-lived little number. Yeah. Might have been, that was probably the the first interaction that I ever had with Melanie Cruz. Oh, okay. God, her ass is kicked. I mean, Melanie don't fuck around. You know, so... Um, yeah, and then, uh, Liberty Soul, and then you go from that, and then, uh, so how did you and Mav and Baxter, I mean, it fits, it works, um, you know, because Mav goes from this happy-go-lucky guy, and all of a sudden, it turns into a raging fucking prick, um, and I loved it. Yeah, I, so. I'm still looking for my luxurious one visor, by the way. I, I remember, I remember having a match against, uh. Andrew O'Dickens. Andrew O'Dickens. And uh, that's another one that I'll, I'll pick up off the floor here. Picking names off of. Picking hmm. those names up off the floor all evening here. Uh, Andrew O'Dickens was Mav Boone before Mav Boone existed. Oh. Uh, he was managed by Val and Matt Longtime. Just picking up all the names here. Uh, <laughs> And hell, that that was probably my first fucking singles match at ICW against Andy O'Dickens. And then somehow or another, yeah, uh, you know, Dysfunction got the crystal ball out and uh, decided, hey, you know, these two skinny fuckers would be a great tag team. And yeah. got us booked 
out at Horror Slam uh, outside of Detroit, and that we were we weren't even the, the luxurious ones yet. We were the luxurious life, Ethan Matthews and Mav Boone, and we wrestled Team JCW, which was Congo Kong and the fucking Weed Man. And, uh, I mean, we got our asses kicked. Yeah. Well, it's cool. We got you guys booked all the way out there then, so. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. And then, like, that that day or that night was the start of a luxurious one. Nice. Because, um, obviously, ICW, BCW, but did you, uh, have you guys done that gimmick other, uh, besides those two places? Uh... There was one time that we both ended up out in North Dakota for Elite Wrestling Initiative and did a six-man tag where our partner was Danny Duggan. <laughs> oh, I love wrestling. Um, I think that's the only other, other place that that's seen the light of the day people like, you know people wanted to bring it in places but then everybody's lives changed yeah you know yeah um i mean like, it was actually, real- yeah, brought him in with us uh you know shortly thereafter and then you know he he had a kid and stuff and again people's lives change yeah it happened so yeah it was uh a very very visceral reaction definitely the icw and bcw crowds or anti that kind of style, if that makes sense. So I always loved it. So, oh, I mean, I I had little old ladies up out their seat giving me the hard double F at BCW <laughs> family show. Oh yeah, I remember uh, one time. I think it was the the Halloween show, and um, God, I don't remember who it was. I think Baxter gave some kid. A pair of sunglasses, and then Mav came up and broke them, and the kids started crying, and the lady behind him just fucking lit into it. it was hilarious. And uh, over at BCW or what? Yeah, it was a BCW. So, yeah, I think that was a show where Dis was using my wife's crutch to hit people in the face. Oh, it's always good. I like that, but I like uh, I like somebody's prosthetic getting used that much more. <laughs> I've only that's that's a rare gem. I've yet I've yet to uh, cross that one off or uh, dab that one out on my professional wrestling bingo card. I have yet to use a prosthetic limb as a weapon. Didn't that happen at Battle Test, the last Battle Tested show last November? I think. Might have. Shit, where I saw that somewhere recently. I remember, so yeah, I remember like hearing that that happened on a show that I was on. I don't. I don't know. I wasn't the one that did it. So, yeah. You know. Well, I mean, Ethan, if my if uh, my leg ever gets cut off or anything, you you'll feel free to use my prosthetic anytime. So. You know, I appreciate that, man. You know, I'm. It's really taking one for the team. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I, I do what I can for my people. I do what I can for my people. So. Um, well, Ethan, before we pull a train in the station here, but uh, you got um, so we talked about WPW and your ICW or uh. Your ICW time. You got other shows coming up? Oh, so many shows coming up. Um, so yeah, we've got 
So this week, uh, like we were talking about earlier, we've got a great show going on for WPW up in Hobart, Wisconsin, just outside of Green Bay. Okay. Right off the highway, right off of 29, pretty easy access. Then Saturday night, now that's wrestling returns to the Dome and Nina. I'm pretty. I, I'll have to. I'm almost positive that one's at the Dome and Nina. Uh, for more action-packed action, uh, much, much more young talent, character-driven product mm-hmm. than now that's wrestling. And I tell you what, I I love, I love the now that's wrestling. It's been a really really fun thing to be a part of. Um, cause that's um. Who's running that? Um, oh, uh, that's uh, pretty much Nathan Gust and uh, Jonathan yeah. Smash. Yep. Okay. And you know, a few others, you know, with the you know, direct direct ties over there. Yeah, I have to add it to my list. I didn't have them for my promo this this week, so I will have to add that on there. So. Well, yeah. Like, now that's wrestling is going to be insane, man. We've got we've got a hell of a show coming up. I want to say that we've got uh, yeah, a hardcore match between. Nathan Gust and Shoeless Tyler Jackson. We've got, I believe, we've got the third match between our boy the Spectre Jaden Mercer and Classic Alpha. Nice. Uh, we've got the return of the deadliest structure in professional wrestling, the Imagination Chamber. That's um, really cool. That's a yeah, good one. Yeah, lots of lots of crazy stuff going on at Now That's Wrestling. Yeah, because this is their what fourth or fifth show? Oh no, they've been so the the current run of Now That's Wrestling has been back on since I want to say 2021, late 2021. Oh really? God, I'm late and, to the game. Shit. And yeah, like they've been they've been on a good little tear. Uh, and then you know, I I took notice and like you know said, hey brother, like. You got a spot for for a guy to come make some wrestling? I would love to come make some wrestling. Uh, so yeah, lots of lots of fun stuff going on in Northeast Wisconsin this weekend. Uh, next weekend, as we were talking about before, we've got the ICW show where I'm going to beat the ever living shit out of Eric Dillinger. Yeah. And then uh, Saturday and Sunday, BCW's got the shows at the Midwest Gamers Con. Down there at is that the Wisconsin Center there? Downtown? I think it is. Oh, it is a Wisconsin Center. I think. Yeah. Um. It's changed. Yeah, it changed name so much recently. So. And then uh, the eighth of November, it's myself versus Big John Crawley at BCW for uh, a little title versus title match for oh shit, respectively my heritage title and his heavyweight title. So yeah, we've got we've got all sorts of shit going on this month. Uh, BCW is coming up to Baba Louie's in De Pere. Just was announced a couple of days ago. It's going to be a wild time. I mean, April is busy. There's if you're a wrestling fan, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan in April in Wisconsin because there. Are you on that uh, that No Regrets Wrestling Show on April 29th by chance? I know it's a month out, but I know it's a good day. Oh no, that no wait, hold on. 29th, you're talking about that uh that Raging Pro Wrestling. Oh no, Raging Pro Wrestling. You're right. My bad, sorry. Uh no, I am not, but I do believe I have a uh a date with them August of okay. this year. 
But yeah, I mean, hell, the, yeah, if we want to like talk about shows that I'm not even on, I mean, that Raging Pro Wrestling show looks insane. I think there's like 10 matches. Talk about value. Yeah, it's, uh, well, Vic Capri versus, uh, the spec, our boy, Gene Spectre, uh, Jane Mercer, uh, NDS versus, uh, Country Air. That's why I'm going up there. So, oh, fair enough. I, I love me some NDS. I, I really regret the fact that we didn't ever get luxurious ones against NDS because I think we would have just sat and drank. Yeah. Well, you know, so that's an interesting idea for a match. You know, who can who can drink more? And then, you know, it's a last man standing match, I guess. <laughs> that is uh, that is straight up Midwest Wisconsin wrestling right there for you. So, you know, no day sober. That's a very interesting name for a tag team. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I got into it. I won't want to say an argument, but uh, a little conversation with a buddy of mine, which uh, what's the better tag team in the Midwest, Country Air versus NDS? So, we're going to find out. So, oh man, that's a tough one, you know. I and mean, like, because like they're they're pretty evenly matched, really. I mean, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, you have, I, I don't, I, I think Doc's heavy hands and heavy feet have it, man. Like, that motherfucker hits hard. I'm very familiar. Well, I, I guess I wouldn't say very familiar with, but I'm familiar with everyone in that match except for Riley Jackson. I don't think that okay. I've ever been in a match with Riley. I've wrestled Levy Cruz a few times, but that was hell years ago. Yeah, I was gonna say because yeah, because Riley was at ICW um, when I first started going there a bunch. So, right, yeah, he was doing like I think he was doing death matches with Ricky, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, like probably got one. He might have gotten one in with Oren, right? Yeah, probably I, I think so. Yeah. I love Ricky Noreen too. Yeah, I was just at uh, I just saw NDS for the first time tag together um, up at AWF in Minnesota. So, yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. So, shout out to my buddy JJ Rogue up there. So, yes, yeah, yeah. So if you ever if you ever need any bookings in Minnesota at AWF, you just let me know, Ethan. I know people. So, ooh, I would like bookings with AWF in Minnesota. I would, I would, I would like to wrestle places. If you want people to come and wrestle on your show and wrestle at places, I would like to do that. Yeah, I yeah, I and definitely know people contact my people. Yeah, yeah <laughs> my I'll, people uh, I'll we'll get we'll get you in touch with the right people. So, well, I forgot. Let's see. Yeah, we forgot Frozen Tundra. The first time I actually got to to cheer you as a face. I know that was a while ago. I think that was oh, I was in Beaver Dam. I think I was like, I remember I walked up and like, finally, Ethan, I actually get to cheer you for a second. So was that was that that time that No Dillinger choked me out and they took a white claw to revive me? Yep. Nice. Hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know how you guys never got sponsored by White Claw, but I, I, we actually, I I remember too that like we sent out stuff to try to get sponsored. And they just weren't taking any new sponsorships at the time. Yeah. It's their loss, not yours. So it really is, man. It really is. Yeah. Um, you know, and we've referenced obviously a couple of the younger kids, but uh is there anybody listed out of that ACW uh, Academy or basically in the state at all that you think we should be keeping an eye on? Uh Preston Palmer and Jimothy. Ooh, two names. I don't know. Yeah, it, Preston Palmer is gonna, gonna be one of the great ones. I feel he's 
good young one coming out of that camp. And yeah, the pairing uh, with him and his, his manager, Jimothy, uh, some may know him as Jimmy Ocean. Okay. But Lord, 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 um, really excited to see Brooke Tanner on the come up. You know, I, yeah, she's been getting bookings with uh with Frankie right at BCW, hasn't she? Or... Yeah, she's uh she's had a few matches now and uh in BCW, I think she did uh SSW against Stacey Shadows. Okay. Oof. Um, you know, it, it's good to see some women's wrestling in the area. You know, I just hope that people realize what we have and hopefully we can get some good girls for her to wrestle. Yeah. Um, and that's Creston uh, Paul. Is that Creston Paul with the C? No, Preston. Preston. Oh, Preston Paul. Preston, okay. Preston Palmer. Okay. Um, and like I, I feel like you know a lot of people already know about your boy Roy and Miles Mason. Those are two you know that are yeah looking great out of that. You know, have been around you know about as long as Jaden Mercer, and they're starting to really coming into a stride. You know, nice. Um, you know, as far as, you know, like those guys directly out of that camp. Um, hell, even, you know, that, that Robbie Lovitz. Like, you remember, uh, you know, like the, the wedding singer and. Yeah. You remember, you know, Gordon Lovitz? Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. it. Yep. Um. Oh yeah, and you said you're you're taking up with uh with Randy Fitzsimmons. How long have you guys been on tag team? Oh, for months. Okay. Like a handful of months. Like maybe maybe like three of them. I think we have uh we've got two matches under our belts. Okay. Yeah, because I always meaning to make it up to um ACW for uh some of those uh Masonic Temple shows, but I'll tell you what, you know, ACW is putting on show after show after show that are wonderful and it's really exciting seeing what they have up there or down there for me but up there yeah. for you um you know it's it's awesome because you know they've they've bred such a great roster you know you have such a great correlation with the school to the roster you know so many of the people mm -hmm. that are on that current roster came up through that academy and are currently doing great things. Yeah. I mean, hell, the, the main event this year for Water City Wrestling Con, Drake Daniels versus Salem Crane, two academy graduates. Yeah. Let's go Salem, right? Yeah. God, I saw Drake Daniels at uh, Jeansville Wrestling Alliance a couple months ago as a good Ooh. guy. That's... It's weird, right? Yeah, he's a much better heel. He's and look, I don't mean to break down the fourth. Yes. I don't mean to break down the fourth wall and you know break kayfabe here or anything, but such a nice guy in real life too. He's much more cheerable without the damn mullet. Wait, what? Oh yeah, Cipher cut off his mullet, bro. Shut the fuck up, really? You didn't know this? No. ACW shows apparently, man. <laughs> what? Yeah, dog. What? There was a mask versus hair match, and and Cipher cut off that mullet, bro. He's without the mullet. I am gonna text Matt and Adam over at the Dark Side of the Ring 
podcast, cheap plug, uh, good friends of ACW. I'm going to yell at them for not telling me that. Yeah, it's uh, it's that uh, Wesley Willis song, Cut the Mullet. That's hilarious. I don't know if you're familiar with his work. He was that dude that did Rock and Roll McDonald's. No. You know Rock and Roll McDonald's, though, right? No. Did I? I mean, you saw, like, Super Size Me when that fucking shit came out, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, Rock and Roll McDonald's is, like, McDonald's is the place to rock. They make quarter pounders. They make double quarter pounders. They make big bags. They'll put pounds on you. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock I'm okay. Yeah, I gotcha. All right. It took uh, a while. Hopefully, hopefully McDonald's will give me a, a $1 McChicken sandwich after giving them that plug. Yeah, you know, well, hopefully so. Um, no lettuce, extra mayonnaise, but not like too much extra mayonnaise. Just like give me like a full squirt. But yeah. like maybe like maybe like that full squirt might be like a squirt and like a quarter. Yeah. You know, I, mean? I don't want like I want it drowning in mayonnaise. But don't give me a dry McChicken either, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um it's, it's the McChicken, the best of all fast food sandwiches. Well, I, I got heat with McDonald's. I haven't been to McDonald's in forever, so oh, that's unfortunate, man. That was my first job was McDonald's. And I tell you what. I'd, probably, I'd be looking a lot better off in life if I never would have left. You think so? I think about it, dude. Well, you could be a regional manager, and that's where the real money's at. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, like be a franchisee or some shiz. Like, you know, like I, you know, like I started working there when I was like sixteen. That's a tough fucking job. Yeah, I mean, like people, like, I, I mean. Parts of it are very tough. There's parts of it that are very tough. So to all the fast food workers. Yeah. Well, everyone in the service industry in general, so. I am going to beat the ever-living shit out of Eric Dillinger for all of the fast food workers. (laughs) Uh, Well, I I hope I hear that uh, come out of your mouth on uh, the 31st, so. That's hilarious. I like that. I like where you're going with this, Ethan. So. Make me some dang old burritos and perhaps a chimichanga. Oof. Yeah, one of my uh, – I used to work at Hardee's. Actually, that's where I got um, – the last time I got arrested as a minor was yeah, – because I stole a box of hamburgers from Hardee's, so. Ah! I mean, that's – like, so that seems like a decent score to try to make off with. But how the fuck are you going to shove a whole box of frozen hamburgers down your pantalones? Well, you go in there after hours and people are cleaning up and, you know, they're you're like you work there so they don't suspect anything. But then you steal it in front of your manager's son and then your manager's son rats you out and then you can't go to homecoming because you're in jail. Oh, dude, you missed homecoming? Yeah, man, it was not the end of the world. I mean, it, it sucked at the time because how do I put this without putting out someone else's personal information. It was going to be a very good night, if you know what I'm saying, with, you know, um, which happened a couple weeks later. So, I mean, you know, but, uh, yeah, lesson learned. Like, if you're going to steal shit, don't do it in front of people. Can't trust anybody. I mean, I got away with the box of hamburgers. um, But, yeah, he just ratted me out on the cop show or called my house the next morning. Wait, so then do they confiscate the burgers? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because we made food for homecoming, and I didn't have any fucking money, so I'm just like, you know. Okay, that, you at least had just reasoning, I guess. Did you at least get to make any of the hamburgers before they were confiscated? God damn yeah. it, dude. Yeah, I know. I, you know, and I, I mean, I could have got away with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, my, my, they were busting my girlfriend's chops, and I didn't want her getting in trouble, and my buddy was there, so, um, my friend that let me in, so I just took the rap for everybody, you know. I mean, because I could have fought it. I mean, they weren't going to find them, you know, so. I mean, they were probably in your freezer. Yeah, but I mean, they were out of the box, and the box is taken away somewhere else. So, I mean, but I could. Doesn't Hardee's have the? We well, know that's Wendy's that has the square patties, right? Something like that. Yeah, they had they had unique patties, but I'm like, you know, I could have just sat there and climbed up and not said anything, but you know, but that was well, thirty years ago, so you know. That's why they call me. That's why the people to this day still call me the fucking hamburger. So, well, I'm I'm gonna try to remember that. Yeah, God, I remember I used to I used to do the chicken at Hardee's. I remember one time, uh, and that fucking fryer, one of the fucking it like hit an air pocket and, and popped the grease did. Dude, grease caught me right in my septum and my nose right here. No, nope. that is the most painful thing I've nope. ever felt in my life. I would have rather that grease splashed my face. Well, it did splash your face. It just splashed a very specific part of your face. Yeah, I mean, I would have rather taken out the cheek or anything, but goddamn, yeah, I still remember yeah, that to this day. So, I'd gotten like a real bad burn in my fucking forearm. That's actually what my fucking quarter sleeve covers up. It's a fucking real bad burn. Again, I'm going to beat the ever living shit out of Eric Dillinger for the fast food worker. I know the fucking struggle. I know that fucking struggle. And as much as Eric Dillinger has bled to entertain folks. The fast food workers of this country have fucking bled, sweat, and gotten burnt upon to feed our stomachs. So fucking hey, pal. That's your new gimmick, Ethan. We're, we're on to something here. We are on to something, so. But again, like, you know, that, that seems like too endearing and shit. But, like, you know, realistically, I'm a scumbag. You know, like, or at least an ICW. My family can pull it off. I don't, I don't go to the fast food restaurants in West Dallas. That's why you see I go to the fast food restaurants on my way to West Dallas. <laughs> yeah, it's for the fast food workers, just not the fast food workers of West Dallas. Yeah, this is for the fast food restaurant. Yeah, fast food workers everywhere but here. <laughs> oh, Ethan, you just made my night, my friend. You just made my night. So. Sometimes you gotta specify, you know, because I don't want them thinking that like I'm gonna go to McDonald's because I'm probably not. Yeah. McDonald's your first job, huh? Yeah, my first job, yeah, was well, my first official job was yeah, washing washing dishes for a uh Friday night fish fry. Ooh. And for people listening outside of Wisconsin, if you don't know what a Friday night fish fry is, try being imagined soaked in fucking beer batter for 14 hours. <sighs> the the bet you know that you got yourself a good spot for a Friday night fish fry if you can get yourself the triple perch. Mm. I don't want a single. I don't want a double. I want a triple perch. Fuck yeah! 
Also, big shout out to uh, referee Dan Birch. <laughs> I was wondering which one of us was going to say it. So, you know, oh. I just I, I saw that uh, he must have refed, uh, you know, main event over there at uh, the GCW. Dude's all over the place, man. Jesus, oh, dude, he's a renaissance man. Yeah, I'll yeah, I'll see him Friday at AAW. So. No, we are we are truly blessed as a people to have folks like Daniel Perch around. And high fires and five flyers. If you want to check out Perch and I also removed the movie reviewed the movie The Sting that you can also hear on this Visionaries Global Media. Yes. That was a fun one too. So well, sweet. Well, Ethan, um, I know you don't have much social media, just your Facebook page. Is there uh, anything else you want to put over for, for people to get the word on where uh, you're out and about besides Facebook? Uh, yeah, the Facebook, I'm on the uh, Instagram at Marvelous Matthews. I think it's Marvelous underscore Matthews. I don't know. It's Marvelous Matthews. Um, I, can't I, don't, I don't tweet. And like, it's not even like a political thing. I've just never installed the application. Um, I'm that way with Instagram, so I've got one. Maybe two. Yeah, I've got one. It's like linked to my stuff, but I don't really use it. Yeah, if you want, like, yeah, I'm I'm a lot cooler on Facebook than any other platform. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maybe. So yeah, I will put the links out there. But uh, yeah, I mean, Ethan's all over the place. Uh, you know, making making towns places these days, but. Yeah, and uh, maybe after uh, after the thirty first, we can call you the belt collector. You know. Well, well so, yeah, a, again, so, so I've got. Yeah, it's a big couple weeks. You know, again, it's you know, capitalize on the situation with Eric Dillinger, and then a week later, slay the dragon and take down Big John Crowley. Now it's, it's title versus title, so is yeah. it? Hogan yep. versus um Hogan versus Warrior type title for title or Seth Rollins versus John Cena where you get both titles and you don't have to get rid of one. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll defend both titles. Nice. Yeah, I, I I'm not I have no interest in relinquishing anything. Okay. I like where your head's at here, so yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean I'm I mean, not the, Warrior. I, have you looked at me? I'm much more of a Seth Rollins than I am a Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> well yeah we can understand your promos and they make sense and they announce words so there is a, there is definitely a lot Wait, of stuff on a second, no, there, i do have a direct correlation with the ultimate warrior because i ramble and a lot of the times you can't understand what i say so there are those very very key similarities but as far as sheer stature and uh uh, as far as how I wrestle, I probably wrestle much more like the Ultimate Warrior than I do Seth Rollins. Yeah, I mean, in all bullshit aside, it'd be tough to pull the Ultimate Warrior gig off at at, at the bar. There's not a lot of room, room to be running around. So, no, so you just run directly into the ring. Yeah, well, I mean, it's three steps. Do, you, do I have to, so? I mean, like, do I have to fucking do a goddamn Ultimate Warrior? I should have done. Yeah, you know, I'll do an Ultimate Warrior entrance at at ICW if I fucking do. Th- I'll, I'll get some smelling salts. <laughs> and I'll do the smelling salts immediately before I go out, and I'll fucking do an Ultimate Warrior entrance, and I'll confuse the shit out of Valerie. 
Yeah. If that's what would make you, I mean, like, you know, usually we're fucking, you know, much more macho and fucking Elizabeth, but if you want me to fucking just confuse the ever living shit out of my manager and be all the ultimate warrior, I guess I can do it. <laughs> oh. Warriors. Uh, Ethan, what would I do without you, my friend? So. Well, on that note, um, Ethan, let's see everyone uh, that's listening, all the hot flyers and all the high fivers. Um, you know, make sure you check out Ethan if you're in the area. I uh, see Ethan on a show. Definitely stop by. Uh, give him some shit in the ring. Um, talk to I him. Have bears and trucker hats. Buy them. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you know, although I never did get my luxurious one uh, visor that I was promised by Baxter. Um, oh, Baxter's the lion sack of shit. Don't believe him. No, no. So, um, you, you have a visor. You want you want a luxurious one's visor? I'll see. Oh, crap, like, might might be able to get you a trucker hat. I take one. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Make sure you bring one on on Friday. I'll get one from you. Okay. Yeah, I so. got some trucker. Hat. Um, and are you not? You're just all doing shit at shows. You're not like on pro wrestling tees or anything yet, are you? No, I should be, but. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'd rather buy it directly from you, but, you know. I like to hear that. I like to have that direct uh, interaction with the people that purchase my materials. Yeah, and that way you don't have to pay taxes on it, so. Shh, they can hear you. I know, that's what I'm saying, so. All right, Ethan, my friend, I will see you in person in about 10 days. Uh, but I appreciate you, my friend. This is awesome. Uh, better, you know, better than I expected. So I, I really enjoyed this. So we be rambling men, just uh, getting fits in the ramble, you know. Yeah, just two dudes just talking some shit. That's what we do. So, all right, yeah. dude. I will. I'll see you in about a week and a half. Sounds good, brother. Always a pleasure.